0: You're now listening to The Nest on Tap, conversations to encourage parents to make informed choices about healthcare and to embrace parenting as a tool to change the world, one diaper at a time. Here's your host,
1: Katie Demota. Welcome to The Nest on Tap. I'm joined today by a nest mama and a dear, lovely friend, Angelica Barona. Angelica is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and she's a registered yoga teacher and a mama, but we're so happy to have you here today to chat with us about something super important, right? Taking care of ourselves as moms, honoring our maternal journey, and tuning in to what our bodies are asking us along the way. Angelica. Oh.
0: Thank you you so much for having me, Katie. It's really great to be here. I'm excited to talk about all of these things with you and just share my little perspective from this corner of the world and hopefully it lands and resonates with some of our listeners. Mm -hmm.
1: We're happy you're here and Mm hope also just to share. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, throughout our conversation that you are offering a series of classes through the nest that will happen quarterly. I'm really excited. I am joining. I can't wait to hear what you'd like to share with our community.
0: I'm awesome. really thrilled about this series. Um, the motherhood nutrition and wellness series, as you um, explained, it will be offered seasonally. Our first session kicks off February 17th and it will be a, a nutrition deep dive. It will set the stage for, um, what it looks like to support the motherhood journey. Um, something that I sometimes refer to of as a life cycle, because I feel like not only are we purveyors of life ourselves as mothers, but, um, so much of our experience as I think women, whether in our maidenhood and then in motherhood is so cyclical. And so I really want to honor the cycles that we go through in all of the many facets of our journey um, and and honor that by addressing that nutrition is something that can also be seen as a cyclical experience, the way we interact with foods and and our local environment and the foods that are available to us um, that are closer from our community and, and beyond. Um, And then each session will dive into other aspects of supporting motherhood. And while nutrition will certainly be um, what will set the foundation, we'll look at holistic wellness, we'll look at how to manage stress. Um, I'll offer some practical application tips as well as um you know resources for our busy mamas including shopping lists seasonal produce guides etc um and then the last session of our series which of course will be later this year um but it will look at the solid foods journey so how can we share some of our um passion for food and our passion for nutrition and taking care of ourselves um in that way with our little's so we can set them up to have a good food journey themselves. Right. So essential.
1: And we just talked. We just talked to those of you. Actually, I think both of you here are right in that stage of introducing solids. We had a great conversation this weekend. But I think one of the pieces we miss is that sweetness of ritual of what food means to us and inviting our babies in and the, all of the magic. And what about the pleasure, the joy of eating? So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that. I'm looking forward to that class.
0: Too. Yeah, I mean, and just to add there, it's so, I think it's so easy for us to put undo, I'll call it pressure. Um, I know we're all trying to do our very best, and I am sure that we absolutely are even when we don't feel like it. and and sometimes in that mindset of how can I do this perfectly? How can I meet every need of my child? We do forget the joy and the beauty and connection that we can have around food and the ritual piece that can really bring us back to ourselves and our relationship with spirit and nature. And I think all of that is tied into nutrition. I, I don't see them as isolated entities, if you will. So I'm excited to dive deeper into all of these topics. And yeah, we can talk a little bit more about it today too.
1: <laughs> Angelica, when you tell us how you got here, how you got all excited and interested in supporting folks with
0: nutrition yes thank you um i think i think it's very personal for me it's certainly um you know i i can look at this and from a couple perspectives from sort of my healing journey which I also think, you know, aren't we on a healing journey from the moment we're born? We maybe just don't know it <laughs> until we're sort of conscious of that, possibly. Um, but without getting into all of the woo-woo, um, I am really grateful that I grew up in the Bay Area and there is that sort of scene, if you will, or there's at least a mindset, a consciousness around local food, around um. Supporting local agriculture. There's so many farmers markets, and it's very it's burgeoning, right? It's I feel like it's constantly growing, um, not only in the Bay Area but across across the country as well. Um, my my family is from Chile. Um, which I think also brings the tradition of, of of family that is really front and center and we prioritized eating meals at the table together cooking together and um while there while it wasn't perfect and while we were still eating things that maybe now I would probably scoff at if you will again. Um, I was I had that culture of, Again, cooking at home, cooking with family, going to farmer's markets together, being involved in the grocery shopping. So I'm really grateful for that foundation. Um, I think it allowed me to not only comprehend some of the basics in the kitchen or around various foods, um, it also helped me develop a a unique palate or at least a curious one and I think maybe the most important piece for me and something that I also wish to impart to my daughter, Clara, is that having that strong food foundation at home allowed me to know that when I went out and veered into whatever other realms of food there is out there or food like substance, when I was at friends eating you know, candy and popcorn and all the like the nose, if you will. I could come back to my home and know that I had nourishing foods around me, and I knew I had a barometer of when I felt good and and when I maybe didn't feel so good as a result of the things that I was eating. so I think I always was interested and curious about nourishment in in one way or another.
1: what um, a gift
0: I just want to say what a gift it I don't is know a big gift yeah it I, I'm, I'm really fortunate. Um, I, I, I recognize that I know that it's not everyone's experience and that's why I also think it's important to acknowledge that because it's not everyone's experience, it doesn't need to be about perfection. And I've certainly had to learn that the hard way. (laughs) Um, and I, you know, I, I'm a rebel. I think maybe my Aquarius nature leads me to be a bit of a rebel. And so I did certainly rebel against some of the food ways that my father and my mom wanted to instill. I say father because he was more of the disciplinarian. He was certainly the one who was more um, in alignment with a lot of this. Not to say my mom wasn't, but she had other things to do. And my dad took that role, that that role of of the food um, provider and, and what have you. So anyway, um, you know, I, I certainly did eat all the junk food. And I certainly did eat all the processed food. And even today, there are times where I'm like, you know, I really just want to eat something that has a seed oils in it. And I'm just going to do that, you know? Um, and I can kind of get into a little bit later about how now I'm trying to shift that relationship of there isn't really bad food per se, right? There's foods that are supportive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but someone once so, told me that better to eat a happy donut than a sad salad, because <laughs> even if that donut maybe isn't good for you nutritionally speaking the feelings and the joy and sort of that imprint that you have in that moment of of eating that donut and that good feeling that you get from it is so powerful um than if you're just miserable eating a bunch of raw leafy greens so, <laughs> um but i digress i do want to share a little bit about another aspect of my personal healing journey Which I think, in some ways, um, at about 20 years, my parents separated, and I, you know, I kind of anticipated some of this. Um, I, you know, I knew I think at some point in my life that my parents would deviate and um, go their own separate paths, but I would always be that unifying factor. Um, But I needed I needed my own refuge, and so I I started doing yoga. I found yoga practice there. And that became my first journey into, I think, this notion of holistic healing, this idea of healing the whole body, the whole person. Um, and so that introduced me to a spiritual practice as well that was removed from religion. And I know, you know, we could say a lot of things about yoga maybe now, and maybe there are people who see it as dogmatic of a practice, but At the time, it allowed me or it showed me a way that I could have a relationship with God or with creator, with, you know, supreme power, whatever you prefer to call that. Um, And it was really helpful for me and very healing for me. Um, And then soon after, I started working as a nanny for a family and I developed a really close bond with a mother. And I admire her. Robin to this day is still someone that was inc- incredibly formative um, to me. And she had four kiddos, two, four, six, eight. And I helped her taking care of them. It was so much fun. And um she had this book, she had many books, but she had this one book that she always referred to, and it was Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon Morell. And that was my first uh introduction to to that sort of ancestral paradigm of eating. And I remember that when I was reading nourishing traditions when I would be, you know, looking it over at her house and then eventually I purchased my own copy, I just instantly resonated with this idea of these wise traditions, these practices, customs, these rituals, all of these things that were just that, nourishing, right? It's not just the food we eat, but the relationships we have with ourselves and with each other and of course with the foods um, or the things that provide us nourishment and and sustain us. So those were some important pieces to my journey. Um, I've also sort of dabbled in some ceremonial prayer and pipe circles and have found that being in community is so incredibly healing. And why I really love this space here at The Nest, because it it gives us, I think it harkens back to that time of us gathering in community and sitting in the proverbial circle or round table and being able to share with one another and, and witness each other and see that we're all in our own way navigating many similar things. And how can we come together and, and offer support or just an ear to hear and a shoulder to lean on. Um I would say though, in so far as my nutrition practice and going deeper into um, wanting to personally be a, a nutritional therapy practitioner, that came about um around 2017-2018. Um, My partner and I, Ian, he is also the father of my daughter, Clara. We moved to Chicago for a business opportunity for him, and we were living there for a few years. And I think between the transition, being in a more urban environment where I was feeling like it was harder sometimes to source the foods that I wanted, um led me to not only join the Weston A. Price Foundation as a member, um, as a chapter member of the Chicago chapter, but then look into the Nutritional Therapy Association 10 Month Certificate Program. Um, I already really um, was taking some of those healing pieces in in my own hands. I was working with a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner to just address some of my own concerns i had some some digestive concerns maybe some hormonal things happening as well and so i really wanted to align my body with with sort of physical health um and that and that also brought me to the nutritional therapy practitioner and and the mission of the organization which resonated was that not only are they offering us science-based education But they wanted and they do as an organization foster confident nutritional practitioners who understand that real food can empower us to reconnect with our innate wisdom. And that we should take a bio-individual approach when it comes to health, right? That we're all these unique biological beings and we all want to learn how to listen and foster that innate healing and innate wisdom that does reside within us. That I would say at this time, the the time that we are living in as a, as a collective feels very fragmented and disconnected from that piece. Um, we are living in an era where we're saturated with lots of information and there's an expert for everything, um, but that has a searching outward. And that has us looking for someone else to validate our experience, to validate our thinking, to validate our way of life. And that can be helpful. And I'm not saying that validation from someone else isn't lovely and doesn't necessarily feel um, bad. It a, it's a, can be a gift, but it further disconnects us from ourself. And so for me, it's right now about reclaiming, remembering, rewilding. Um, and finding all of these ways that I can support myself in alignment with natural law and really get close to myself and the wisdom that really sits within my bones and my soul.
1: Angelica, I love all that you said. That's so beautiful. And I agree a thousand percent. How can we, and I think we talk a lot at The Nest about tuning back in parenting compass but what you're sharing is like we all have a even bigger compass for not just for parenting but for ourselves yeah thank you
0: yeah and you know we all you know, I'm not, I'm going to say we all get lost, but I don't even, I don't even know if it's getting lost. It's like, we're all on this path and it's winding and it's going up and down and deep into the caves and high into the mountains. And so there's all these variables. And I think at times it's only again, natural for us to feel like, where can I find that true North or where can I Feel into that what I'm doing is, is right for me. And sometimes we don't know in the moment and only the journey will tell. Um, but I just, I just can't, I think at the place where I'm at right now and, and feeling into, again, from my perspective of what I really view for us in like the new world, right? This There's a lot of talk of like, you know, systems being dismantled right now and things kind of collapsing. And, um, and yes, like that's all happening. And I also think it's really beautiful that there's this proverbial wool being lifted from our eyes and that we can start seeing things for what they are so that we can Take away, peel away at some of these layers from system, from infrastructure, whatever you want to call it, that has clouded us. You know, we're, that will allow us to, I think, find our our inner authority and our inner sovereignty. Um, because I, for myself, this is my goal. I'm done abdicating my authority. Um, And it's not easy and it's not gonna be a thing that I can do overnight, right? But like, but taking a step into speaking truthfully and factually around things that can support us and understanding that our body is most of the time right. And even when we feel a symptom that can be hard to sit with and that can even be scary, that's so beautiful that your body is finding a way to support you right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that cough you have is so that you can get whatever is in there out and your body is asking you to do that Mm -hmm. and to sit with that uncomfortability for the moment. Um, And so I'm really looking at my relationship with healing in this spiritual way that I think leads all of the other things because the nutritional piece will just support all of those developments, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. I'm curious, any thoughts for for other people who are listening, who are thinking, okay, well, that sounds like a lot of trust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first <laughs> step toward listening. What are those first steps to hear yourself?
0: And, and so that's hard when you have a, a baby <laughs> or a youngster, toddler, or even a tween, or any any kiddo, or even a partner, right? Like anyone that takes you out of your um present moment. Um and I don't know if I have all the answers to that, but I can certainly share the things that help me. Um I find that I find so I find that. One tool that has been really useful most recently, and I've been using it probably in these two years of motherhood or nearly two years of motherhood is tapping um, EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, it's it's so helpful. I have my sister in Chile who actually um, introduced me to EFT tapping. She does workshops and one day um, we just did a little zoom call and she walked me through how the different spots are, the different points on your body, um, some prompts, but even without any of the prompts, just sometimes like sitting and breathing and tapping through the various points just can bring me back into my body and back into that present moment. And I don't need maybe more than two to three minutes to just do a round of maybe Quiet tapping because each of the points have specific meridians. They're somewhat associated with Chinese um, acupuncture points, but also acupressure. So it's sort of a an amalgamation of the two, um, and it immediately helps me to lower my cholesterol. Uh, excuse me, my co- my cortisol, not my cholesterol. Excuse me, my cortisol, um, <laughs> and and just get back into my body, feel my myself, my emotions. Um, it helps me release them. Sometimes I find myself crying or needing to just shake some of that energy off after a tapping. So that's been really helpful. Um, Journaling can be great. Um, I also don't think it needs to be journaling with a specific intention. Sometimes just a word dump can be really effective. Just getting all the things out Um, from rattling around up here in your brain to just getting that energy flowing, getting that movement. Um, It's almost like a purging, if you will. That's been really helpful. Um, I also love, I do love cooking. And so for me, that is really nourishing. And I think any hobby that anyone has, um, and I know, again, it can be hard to keep those hobbies up when you have a little, um, but You'd be surprised what five to 10 minutes can do. And if you're able to do it without the little one climbing all over you, then that hobby for five to 10 minutes might be all you need. Um, But also just weaving pieces of intention throughout my day. So sitting down with Claire at the table for either lunch or for dinner and just slowing down and enjoying time with her you know, sitting down and having a cup of tea, like there's, there's so many ways that we can, I think, get back into our body. Um, we just, we just have to start and that's always, uh, that's always the piece that can be a hurdle. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Inviting new practice. Yeah. Into our day. And, and oops, excuse me, that's the nest bone ringing in the background there. (laughs) Uh, having intention, I think is key and giving permission Mm -hmm. to slow down and breathe. I've been personally asking myself questions when I make food. Is this what I want to eat or is this like automatic eating? Am I just eating Mm -hmm. because this is the time of day you're supposed to eat. And that's been helpful for me at my stage. I'm not breastfeeding. I have an older kid. And I just, it's been really great to stop and say to myself, is this what you want to eat? Is this when you want to eat? Is this how much you want to eat? And I've been surprised at my answers. Mm -hmm. What an interesting freedom to shift away from, you know, automatic eating and into intentional.
0: Yeah. and What a beautiful practice for yourself to let give your body give your inner guidance an opportunity to chime in cuz we're mm-hmm. so quick to just sometimes shut that out cuz yeah. we got to go 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 we have something to do i have somewhere to be in an hour so i'm just going to hop this you know piece of bread in my mouth and grab mm-hmm. a jerky stick or whatever and just call it a day Um, And, and that's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with that either, because I totally believe in the 80, 20 rule, right? Like we try for, for 80%, you know, doing the good thing, the right thing, the correct thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, And 20% life happens, or as I know you've said, you know, a hot dog happens, right? (laughs) An Oscar Mayer Wiener might occur every once in a while. Um, And we're going to be okay with it. And I think another piece there too, for me, I, I'm sort of alluded to this earlier and I'll I'll bring it back is I think when we do anything with intention, then again, you know, even that Oscar Mayer Wiener is going to be like the best thing for you in that moment, because we're doing it with, with joy and intention. And what do I want right now? What, but, but not, what do I want? Like it's out of, out of some proclivity, but like, what is inside of me asking to come out you know i want to enjoy this moment and be a kid so i'm just gonna eat the hot dog perfect so great i'm so happy that you're enjoying that (laughs) and so great for your kid to see yeah yeah i think it's really helpful um and there are definitely days where i'm like i or or weeks even where i'm like i don't know if i did anything right by the way how i fed my daughter And, and i know that's not true but i'm just being so hard on myself and so being able to take a step back and acknowledge that i'm everything that i am doing i am doing as best i can and hopefully in service to my higher good or the higher good of my daughter and that you know it's all going to be okay <laughs> you know she's going to she's going to learn from this experience it might be a bonding thing us enjoying you know some something like a sweet that we don't really give her often um but it's, yeah, it's really, I think, helpful for her to see mm-hmm. that balance.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's that trust
0: again. I think it's going to
1: be okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You set the barometer.
1: Mm-hmm. And what else do you want to share about your journey where you're headed,
0: maybe? Absolutely. Um So I think, as I've mentioned, a big piece of where I'm headed is, is bringing this spiritual piece more at the forefront of my healing. Um, You know, nutrition will always be pretty front and center too, but I want to acknowledge that um, for me, I, I have found the most healing when I am slowing down. And when I am, as we've been talking about allowing, my body to relax and release and share what it, what it needs and how it needs to be supported, whether that's physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Um, and, and that too looks like embodying more of a growth mindset. I think, um, like many, I am a sort of a recovering perfectionist. So it is easier said than done to, to, um, look at, you know, growth and and strive for doing a little bit better every day than all at once. Um, I think we're we're used to that um, fast and easy kind of mentality. Things don't have been quick enough. It's not working, etc. And give me one moment to shut my window, please. Sure.
1: sorry, everyone wanted to
0: uh, take their leaf blower out just at this time. So I had to close the window. I was getting distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to growth mindset, um, wanting to embody that more and really um, give myself grace as a result. And, um, And then I'm really feeling into This idea that this is the year where we all are going to bloom, right? We've been sowing all these seeds and um, this is the year where things will, will come to fruition. And so I really feel that the series that I'm going to be sharing with the Nest community is going to allow me an opportunity to share my gifts with people who want to enter in healing relationship with their self. With, with me because I think when we are in community, we can use each other as mirrors and we can reflect how we can grow together and, and find support in, in that community and in that camaraderie. Um, and I think too, sharing this series will be a huge way for me to synthesize a lot of information that I have that I wanna share with this community and with the world. Um, Based on my experience, based on what I truly believe is this planetary radical shift that we're going through that is right now asking us to lean into the things that we want to build, right? I think we've spent a lot of time over the last few years analyzing all the things that don't work and we could probably still do that for, for forever. Um, but why? I mean, it's it's interesting maybe at times, but it's not for me right use of energy in this moment. And so I really wanna put my energy, my love, um, my my heart into creating something that will give everyone a little piece of power back for them to take and do what they want and what they need with that. Um, and a lot of that will be certainly needing to take certain actions, but I think also unlearning a lot of past narratives, stories, opinions, perspectives that sometimes still linger and keep us in a a stuck pattern, Um, and the last bit I'll add is a lot of that, too, is in some ways the mind over matter mentality of you know, I, I want to approach life these days as embodied, healed, right? Like that everything is already in service to the highest self, my highest self. Um, and so how can we let go of, of the fear that we have around things that might feel challenging or might feel, um, unknown
1: mm-hmm.
0: and embrace them? to help us heal and grow.
1: Can you walk us just briefly through the, like what what the format of your class might feel like?
0: Yes, I'd love to. So I'd love for the class um, to certainly feel conversational. I think the first session might be a little bit more of me setting the stage with nutrition as a foundation um, so that we can all get on in a way, the same page or rather operate from having similar understanding of how we can nutritionally provide for ourselves and our families and how we can, um, source and prepare fresh whole foods with an emphasis on animal foods. Um, because in the ancestral paradigm, you know, there is a lot of, of animal foods at the forefront, um, so much of our nutrients can come from these prized animal foods that um cultures the world over revered and moreover saved for the pregnant the children and the elderly of their communities so really looking at the ways that our ancestors and how our our lineage if you will our human lineage has taken us to where we are with with nutrition and and um, and offer those practical pieces. So the first session might be a little bit more setting the stage, but I will invite all questions, of course. And I will be sharing um, shopping lists, seasonal produce guides, um, and and some recipes as well. The second session, which will look at holistic wellness and managing stress, is going to look at how our environmental exposures, our stress levels, um, how we can not only support those with nutrition, right? Because also what happens is we get into stress patterns and we start depleting our nutritional stores. So that's why we put an emphasis on eating in such a good way for ourselves so that we can be supported foundationally, um, And then from there, once we feel like we have that established, we can move into more of the holistic aspects and look at spiritual wellness and look at lifestyle factors and talk about ways to honor some of our cyclical relationships as well, right? We, as women, have you know, a a cycle throughout the month that takes us through four phases, you know, the menstrual, follicular, ovulatory, and luteal phase. So how can we also honor each of those uh, chapters of the month, if you will. Um, But then, you know, wanting to um, offer tools there. So I'll be sharing some of the things that I do to keep myself centered and grounded. I've talked about um, EFT tapping. I also like to do some qigong, yoga medit- yoga and meditation. Um, and then I found a new cool modality, which I won't get too far into, but it's called GSR. And um, it's, it's a great way to work and move with um, your fascia, which is probably something I'll be diving into later this year to get into more of. But we'll look at that in the second session. And then I would invite people for the third session and the fourth where we can take some of um, what we've learned in the first two sessions and and apply it to come with questions on how to do things that they are unsure of in the moment, right? Like, how can I be a whiz in the kitchen? How can I save my scraps to make bone broth down the road? How can I uh, source quality food? Um, So just some practical tips there for for being um, your, your house's nutritional sort of uh, pillar. <laughs> and then of course the nurturing our families will be uh, successful eating habits in our children, how to cultivate them, how to establish those healthy relationships with foods and hopefully release or ease some of the stress and pressure that can come with that time.
1: It sounds like classes build upon one another. Is it okay for folks to hop in at any class should they
0: want to? Absolutely. So while we love to see everyone enroll in the series, um, it is optional to do a drop-in and come to the session that feels right for you and wherever you are in your journey. Um, I will always have um, sort of some, I will always try to, come back to what we've learned session prior and offer a recap so that you're not jumping in and you don't feel um like you don't know where we're going or, or what's happening around you and I also intend to share um some of some of the slides and resources that I've created for this series with our family so they can have their own um their own little toolkit, kit if you will
1: well, Angelica, I'm really looking forward to uh, journeying with you and diving in and learning more. I think at any stage we're at, we can learn more and apply more and be more connected. Um, I At all our Nest on Tap, we like to share also take-home tips for mm-hmm. folks who are listening. And so I, as you know, you've been in these conversations with me for quite a while, weekly. Uh, some pretty common questions I hear are things like, gosh, you know, I have the best of intentions. I know the foods that I should, you know, we talk about shoulds all the time, shoulds yeah. and woulds, what I should be doing, but I am tired. I am busy and I just don't have time and I'm reaching for what's in front of me. Hundred percent Thoughts for those who are, um, Specifically with kids under five who are very busy.
0: Yeah, I can relate. I have a, a little who's under two. And so I work full time as well. And I have this big passion project that I'm ready to share with the world. So I get it. We're all running on all cylinders. Um you know, I think there's some truth to sometimes not keeping the things you don't want to eat at the house because then you'll reach for them. There is there is truth to that. So I could give a quick answer there, but I think a more um, nuanced and a deeper answer would be There are always swaps. So there's always a better brand of potato chips. So if you're going to have potato chips at home, you know, I love Boulder brand when their avocado oil one is great because it's avocado oil and chips and sea salt and that's it. And so if I'm going to eat something like that, I love to have either some avocado mashed with it um, so I can dip into some guacamole and have a healthy fat to accompany that or some delicious cheese or some prosciutto, um, something that gives me a little a little fat and a little protein. Um, I love having jerky sticks on hand. Paleo Valley jerky sticks are some of my favorite brand of jerky sticks. I think their ingredients are really clean. Um, Clara loves them and we put them in her backpack so that if we go to the park, she can have a snack. Um, I find that, you know, sometimes it's just the little things you buy a dozen eggs, maybe you boil half of them at the start of the week. And now you have six hard boiled eggs that you can keep in the fridge and you can eat one a day and it's a quick snack. You can have that with right now, citrus fruits are in season. You can have that with a Mandarin and that's an easy, tasty, satiating snack, um, I am not afraid of some good avocado mayonnaise. I love Primal Kitchen and Chosen Foods brands. I will eat a hard-boiled egg with a dollop of mayonnaise on it and have zero shame because it tastes so delicious. Um, I Carrots are so good for women, raw carrots in particular, because they help us release any excess estrogen that may be floating around. They can also help us stay regular. So I love having a... Mid-morning, like an 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. carrot, that is going to be like an hour before I eat. Um, It's a good way to just get like a quick mid-morning snack. You can also dip that in avocado or um, make a little dressing if you'd like, if you have the time, or just eat it plain because it's so tasty and don't peel it. Wash it and maybe take some of the ugly bits off, but just eat it raw. All of that good fiber is really helpful to clearing out that estrogen. Um, Hummus can be a great thing to dip your carrots or chips in. I do like canned uh, fish and I do that from time to time. Obviously with tuna, we want to watch some of those mercury levels, but there are great brands out there that are doing that for us. So Safe Catch is a brand that comes to mind. Um, but I do a lot of, you know, tinned salmon, I have tinned sardines, which are super nutrient dense and great for mamas and Clara really likes sardines. You'd be surprised. Um, I do prefer the skin on bone in just for those added nutrients that you get from, from that. Um, but it's up to you. It's your preference. And you can also make a tuna salad using sardines and it's pretty much similar in the flavor profile. Um, yeah, I also with, with Clara, you know, I want to make things easy. So some snacks that I've shared are things that I would absolutely feed her, but then there are also great products out there. I love parm crisps or wisps, which are these dried cheese crackers. They're usually just one or two ingredients and it's perfect because it's, whole foods ingredients that I can quickly feed my daughter. I can give her a few of those while I'm making her lunch and she'll be happy. There are these great apple crisps and banana chips. Um, I think the brand is called bear and they're just that they're like dehydrated apples, dehydrated bananas. They're great little snacks. Um, there are, you know, I think there's A lot we can do with simple foods and it doesn't have to be complicated. If it's a handful of blueberries and a small thing of yogurt, beautiful, like beautiful. I think trying to keep a little protein and fat together can be great, but I don't think we should fear carbs. And I think women need good carbs. So don't be shy to eat some yummy sourdough bread, just slather a bunch of good quality butter on it and maybe eat, you know, a jerky stick with it so that you get that balanced meal.
1: (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) Love the good sourdough. I actually, that's funny. Yesterday I was so hungry, but wasn't hungry. And a good friend of mine, I was talking to her. She's also, she does iuretic nutrition. She said, look, you're making it too much. Go give yourself a piece of toast and put some butter. And when you're done with that, you're going to have the energy and then your appetite will have been yeah. stimulated and I was like what that seems so simple but I did it and then I called her back and I was like wow you were really right that helped a lot sometimes your really, minds are buzzing that was my fault like my oh, mind yeah. buzzing and I'm like I know I should eat but how can anyone eat when your mind is buzzing so it was really helpful to go back to that
0: yeah. And as busy moms, our minds are buzzing a lot. So, you know, an invitation to eat, I think can sometimes we just, we just miss the invitation, right? We just, we've, we're like, where'd it go? And now it's three hours later and I'm hangry and, you know, things are, things are not looking so hot. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's, it, it'll, a big theme too, I think for me in this year is like, how can we uncomplicate things again with this idea of living in this time period of, you know, almost over information, right? Like I know there's the misinformation camp and the, this camp and the, that camp, but it's like, no, no, it's like saturated and too much information that we now are complicating things to the point of a disservice to our ourselves. And so I think again, that's why it's like, if you love eating something that, you know, isn't necessarily great for you you know, you can shift that relationship. You can say, I'm going to eat this when I feel called to eat it. And it's going to be really healing and nourishing for me in the moment. And I know that other times I'm making maybe better choices, but that's still the good choice for me right now.
1: Yes. Because you know what? I went on from that piece of toast and made an amazing bowl with all the things. things. Yeah. That's what I should be eating, but I needed that toast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's like with everything it's, you know, there's this great, there's this great account on Instagram. It's a mom who I think it's called like crunchy mom or something. She makes all these little parodies of being a crunchy mom. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite one is where she's like ordering a pizza from like, like, like under, like somewhere hidden in the kitchen. So the kids can't hear her that she's ordering the pizza. And then when the pizza delivery man comes by, she's like, that's not for me. I don't know what you're doing. And then she's like, throw the pizza over there and I'll come get it. And it's like, yeah, you know, if you want to eat a pizza, eat a pizza, like it's going to be okay. (laughs) So yeah, I think we can offer ourselves more ease and grace around all the choices we make. Yeah.
1: I'm going to, I'm sharing your, your vision for the year. I agree. Let's make it less complicated.
0: Make it less complicated.
1: Make it nice and easy. And <laughs> into joy. And yeah, rest. absolutely. Anything absolutely. else you want to share with us today?
0: Um. Wow, I feel I feel very complete. I think we've covered a lot of bases, and I think it gives everyone an opportunity to, if you resonate with something and want to talk to me more about it, I'm always open. I love. I love talking and connecting with our community and with anyone. I'm I'm a big people person. Um, I I really hope that um, I can just continue to share this gift with this community. And um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. We're very grateful
1: that you're offering it. Are you open to, can folks reach out to you in any other way besides the class? Or is it right now just the class series?
0: I am open to being reached out to via email. Um, it is my first name, Angelica, period. My last name, Baraona, at gmail.com. Um, I'm I'm looking and, and considering ways at creating some kind of maybe community consultation. I don't know if that's like a WhatsApp chat space or like a Slack where people can join and use that as a forum to connect with people who are interested in, in this journey, um, nutritionally, holistically. Um, and then I can help with, with addressing questions and sharing resources. Um, but certainly this series will be, will be at the forefront.
1: Great. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Thank you, Angelica.
0: Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate this time with you today. Me too. You've been listening to The Nest on Tap. For more talks about pregnancy and parenting, visit us online at thenestfamilyresource.com, on Facebook at The Nest Childbirth Postpartum and Parenting, and on Instagram at thenest.nc.